Greetings, and welcome to the Get Hiking Southeast podcast. I'm Joe Miller, and I'll be leading this adventure. Why me? Why am I at the front of the pack? Well, for the last decade or so, I've been leading hikes and backpack trips in the Southeast, and for nearly three decades, I've been writing about adventure in the region as a newspaper columnist, guidebook author, and as a blogger. Our focus in the Get Hiking Southeast podcast, telling the stories of the hikers and the trails, especially those lesser-known trails in the southeastern United States. This past weekend, I led a backpack trip to South Mountain State Park in North Carolina. The miles were short, in large part because there were new backpackers graduating from our Get Backpacking Intro to Backpacking class. The time at camp, though, was long. Saturday, the ten of us got to camp around 2.30, and after setting up, we spent about the next five hours sitting around just yakking. Such a great thing it is to simply sit around face-to-face with fellow humans and talk, especially when you're outside, and especially when you're removed from civilization. Now, this was a backpacking trip, but it made me realize you needn't don a 30-pound backpack and hike five miles into the woods to enjoy this type of experience. Not when there are so many great group campgrounds around. A group camp, you ask? Well, it's one that's usually removed from the other campers, typically intended to accommodate 20 to 35 campers. Sometimes they require a minimum number of people, usually 10 or so. You'll find them in state parks, you'll find them in national forests. Over the years, our Get Hiking group has stayed in a bunch of group campgrounds, and we've developed our favorites. We'll get to our top five in a moment, but first, our criteria for what makes for a group campsite. Number one, proximity to good hiking. Ideally, we look for a campground with immediate access to trails. And not just any old trails, but trails that will yield a day full of memorable hiking. If we can treat people to an entire day of using just their own feet to get around, and we find they enjoy the day that much more. So trailheads right out of the campground, a big plus. Shaded camping. We hike mostly in summer, so we need to pitch tents where they won't broil during the day. Now, a lot of group campsites are centered around a meadow, but often there's pretty good campsites uh, that you can find in the fringe, so keep an eye out for that. Number three, a commons area, a big fire pit, a picnic table or two, rocks or logs to sit on. We don't ask much, but these are biggies. Number four, basic amenities. We need water at the campsite. We'd like a privy, not too far away. A bathhouse, of course, is nice, and if we can park a reasonable distance away, within 50 yards of the campsite, say, all the better. Privacy. From others in the group, to some degree, hey, you know, we all need a little bit of me time, but mostly from the neighboring campers. We escape to the wild for various reasons. It's those who escape to the wild to be wild that we prefer to avoid. Number six, a good vibe. Most importantly, the site must have a good vibe. It needn't be immaculately groomed. Rather, we like a spot that fits in with the natural surroundings. Sometimes you know the second you drive up, sometimes it takes a night or two, of good camaraderie to summons that vibe. The group sites are located along Kimsey Creek. An eponymously named trail parallels the creek up to Deep Gap and connects to the AT. From there, it's about a mile to 5499-foot Standing Indian Mountain and a grand view of the Georgia Mountains beyond. We return to camp via the Lower Ridge Trail. Boom! An 11-mile loop right out of camp. Then there's Kimsey Creek itself. On our first visit, after doing the aforementioned 11-mile loop on a steamy August day, 
we returned mid-afternoon to camp. Within 20 minutes, everyone was parked in the creek, some hoisting adult beverages. We stayed until the sun slipped beneath the basin's western rim and the temperature began to quickly drop. By 8 o'clock, we were sporting fleece around the campfire, a campfire in a generous stone fire pit. We loved this trip so much that rather than our typical three-day visit, we've started going for four days. North Mills River Recreation Area, Pisgah National Forest, southwest of Asheville. Number of group sites, one. Accommodates, 30 people, $40 per night. North Mills River was our plan B the first time we visited. We'd intended to stay at the nearby Davidson River campground outside Brevard, but the campground was booked when we went to make reservations. We got out a map, started searching nearby, and noticed North Mills River about 20 crow fly miles to the northeast. We wanted to hike in the region, so we went ahead and booked it. We were rewarded upon arrival with a grass meadow perfect for frisbee, rim by hardwoods ideal for camping beneath, or stringing a hammock. A, cup, a nice commons area with picnic tables and a fire ring, we couldn't have been happier, or so we thought. The next day, we set out from camp and hiked up the river to the old Hendersonville Reservoir, then continued up old-growth-rimmed Fletcher Creek, with about a dozen creek crossings. Eventually, we took the Spencer Gap Trail up to the Blue Ridge Parkway on one of those classically challenging yet rewarding Pisgah hikes. The following day, we did a similar hike on different trail up to the parkway. There's a good week of hiking out of this campground. Briar Bottom Campground, Pisgah National Forest, Burnsville. Number of group sites, six. Each site accommodates 50 people, $65 per night. Base camp for our annual Mount Mitchell adventure. This collection of six group sites sits at the base of the highest mountain east of the Black Hills, 6684 foot Mount Mitchell. And there's a trail you can catch right outside the campground that takes you 5.5 miles and 3,700 vertical feet to the summit. There are other hikes as well, and it's only about a 30 minute drive to the top where you can take a short nature hike, or you can head out on the rugged 13-mile Black Mountain Crest Trail, which spends much of its first few miles above 6,000 feet. At an elevation of 3,000 feet, the campground is blessed by cool nights for sleeping. Because of the number of sites and their capacities, large groups tend to flock here and take up multiple sites. Your best bet for a little privacy is the Ash Campsite. If you like to fly fish, the South Toe River, known for its trout, is a short walk. Cataloochee Group Campground, Great Smoky Mountains National Park, Cataloochee. Accommodates 25 people, number of sites 3, $40 per night. You get the distinct impression you're in remote country on the windy gravel road that descends into the Cataloochee Valley from civilization. And you are, although that wasn't always the case. Prior to the park's creation, a town of 1300 thrived in the valley, a town you can still see remnants of in a handful of preserved buildings you can tour in the south end of the valley. A popular evening activity is to walk from the campground into the valley as evening settles and watch the elk herd emerge from the forest fringe to feed. Then hang out and watch the shadow rise on the valley's east wall as the sun sets. Oh, and the hiking. Several shorter trails, shorter as in under 10 miles, can be looped together to create uh, on the south side of the valley. If you're up for an epic, an 18-mile loop heading out on Little Cataloochee and Longbunk Trails takes you up to the boreal zone of Mount Sterling, then returns down Pretty Hollow Creek. Both options expose you to the restored buildings of Cataloochee. The Curtis Creek Campground. Now, 
uh, this campground gets an asterisk, which we'll explain in a second. It's in the Pisco National Forest outside of Old Fort. Number of sites 25, accommodates six people, people per site. $10 per night. Okay, let's start with that asterisk. This isn't actually a group campground. Rather, it's 25 separate sites. But because of the low cost and the fact that many of the sites are walk-up, no reservations, first come, first camped, this is a good bet for the group that failed to plan ahead and reserve a bona fide campsite. The campground is in a steep, narrow valley that leads from Old Fort up to the Blue Ridge Parkway. Trail from the campground climbs into old growth woods. For less challenging hiking, drive up to the parkway and either head south to Mount Mitchell or north to Crabtree Meadows. If you're into mountain biking and getting a good workout, the campground is on the route of the 60-mile off-road assault on Mount Mitchell race, which includes some nice gravel road riding and some challenging single track. And there you have it, five of our favorite group campsites. Now, a couple things to know. One, most of these group campsites don't have tent pads or dedicated sites to pitch your tent. You have to become adept at finding a good spot to pitch, which means, among other things, one, finding a flat spot. Looks can be deceiving here. Always throw down your ground cloth and take a test lie down before committing to erecting your tent. Two, find a shaded spot especially in summer. Be especially careful not to pitch in a spot that will get a direct hit from the afternoon sun. And that shaded spot? Look up and make sure there aren't any dangling dead branches above you that could impale you and your tent should the wind kick up. Number four, finally, check to make sure you aren't in a low spot that might collect water in the event of a downpour. Also check to make sure you aren't in the path of runoff. If you set up a leafy, in a leafy area, for instance, a sign of runoff would be the absence of leaf litter in a swath traveling downhill. And the second thing, camping is more popular than ever, and good campsites are getting snapped up faster than ever. Many are available for reservation up to a year in advance. But people's plans change, and last-minute openings do occur. Keep checking the reservations website for those cancellations. You can find links to the campsites mentioned today in our show notes. That's our show for this week. I hope you liked it and that you'll be back. In the meantime, a reminder that the Get Hiking Southeast podcast is a part of the Get Hiking and Get Backpacking universe, where instead of just telling you about great places to go, we take you there. Coming up, we have, this weekend, we have our first big trip of the season, a four-day, three-night, 35-mile trip, the vaunted Virginia Triple Crown. Yep, McAfee Knob, Tinker Cliffs, and the Dragon's Tooth all in one trip, not to mention a slew of great views along the way. This trip also includes a training component for those who worry they aren't in shape for a 35-mile trip that gains more than 8,500 vertical feet. We've scheduled our first backpack trip in nearly two years on that iconic stretch of the Appalachian Trail in North Carolina and Tennessee, the 14 miles between Carver's Gap and U.S. 19 East. The trip starts over Jane and Round Balds and tops Hump and Little Hump Mountains for some of the best views in the region. Shuttle and showers included. That trip is July 16th through the 18th. In August, on steamy August, we'll be exploring the cool waters of the Wilson Creek area of the Pisgah National Forest. This is a base camp backpack trip. We'll hike in a mile Friday afternoon and establish base camp near Huntfish Falls. On Saturday, we'll hike the Lost Cove Trail and spend time frolicking in the frosty waters of Grag Prong. 
Sunday, we head over to South Harper Falls and Harper Creek for more day hiking and water fun. We've also scheduled our first Get Hiking Weekend Hiking Escape of 2021 from our base camp at the Curtis Creek Campground in the Pisgah National Forest near Old Fort. We'll do a pair of eight-mile out-and-backs exploring some of the oldest forests in the Pisgah. That trip is July 9th through 11th. You can learn more about these adventures and everything else we do at GetGoingNC.com. Click on Explore With Us. If you like what we're doing here at the Get Hiking Southeast podcast, please do leave a review with the podcast vendor from whom you receive this weekly communication. And if you don't like it, or if you have some constructive criticism, or maybe a topic for an upcoming episode, drop us a line at joe at getgoingnc.com. Until we meet again, get out and explore.